Hello, and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson, and I'm the founder of Core Women, and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Valerie Ashley Bell, who is a professor, writer, communications professional, and author of the book, Love Yourself, Value Everything. Valerie enjoys being a part of the light bulb experience that occurs in providing people with insight, truth, knowledge, and opportunity to achieve greatness. Let's get right into talking about your journey, Valerie, and welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this uh, experience. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the Core Women Podcast. Let's get started off by talking about your amazing personal and professional journey. You've written 11 books, moved all over the world, are an entrepreneur, have your MBA, got married to your love in the last year, and you're the owner of a business called Live Inc. Holy cow, where do we begin? Good question. I'll let you uh, let you start it off. <laughs> okay, so what led you to writing your first book after 11 books? How did you begin? So I remember taking creative writing in high school, and I'm not sure before them if I really got into poetry. I know that I used poetry to express myself because my household was pretty chaotic. I was the shy, awkward one, but for other reasons, I kind of retreated into my shell. So I was very much um, a loner in that sense, but I, I took the books and writing and expression in a very private manner and poetry was the way that I did it. So when I took creative writing, there was an outlet right there in front of me to be able to express myself and we would read our poetry out loud in the class each day we had assignments and I think from having that experience I realized later on that as I grew up and evolved that how was how old was I when I was in 2009 I don't know how I was was I 23 maybe okay let's say 23 okay. um, I felt like it was necessary to go ahead and put this information out there these poems they have been read by people over the years and everyone said they were really good and so in 2009 when I published my first poetry book I kind of exposed myself but I felt like it was necessary because other people said it helped them through various experiences throughout their, you know, whenever they read them, it was, it was a very enjoyable experience for them. And getting that feedback kind of gave me the confidence to go ahead and start putting my work out there. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Now that evolved, obviously, as you went to, to college, you went to Virginia Commonwealth University and you majored in mass communications, broadcast journalism. Tell us about that. Okay. So I am not even sure why I went in that direction, to be honest with you. <laughs> I believe when I first went to, first started going to VCU, I was, I think I believe it was philosophy and interior decorating that I was interested in. Okay. However, I didn't know how that would translate into a job or a career. 
So then I was like, well, let me get something a little bit more practical. And I don't know, I feel like maybe people throughout my life said that I um, had a face or a voice for TV and they could see me being on the news. And so I think I just picked that career because I'm like, okay, well, this is an actual skill. I can see it translating into a job. And so I did mass comm, but about three years into it, I actually did not want to do it anymore because news was very negative. I discovered it was very negative. I didn't like their philosophy of if it bleeds, it leads. And that's how they dictated what stories go first on the news. Ah. And um, I just couldn't get with that. My spirit didn't like um, chasing negative things and sharing negative things. So, but by then I, I just needed to finish school. Um, but I did learn some valuable skills as far as video production, which is what turned over, which became my business. I, I became like a freelance videographer due to me having that skill of doing video production, reporting, covering um, different stories. I, I went into documentary work and more freelance creative aspects of video. Okay. So, gotcha. And so then yeah. you ended up getting like your MBA as well, correct? Yes, uh, because doing business, uh, when I started in 2009, I was doing it and I felt fine with doing it. However, at some point I realized that I did not have the particular lingo and the structure and the systems. I didn't understand the systems of it. And I knew that I didn't have the diligence within myself at the time to go ahead and, and learn it on my own. I needed a structure, another system in order for me to learn how to do it. So when I went to pursue my MBA, it was to learn how to actually effectively run a business in the right terminology, the departments, the organization, the culture of running a business and all of those things. So it definitely was very helpful. Very, very Absolutely. helpful. Absolutely. Wow. So you learn the structure, the methods, the approach. And so as you're talking about this, I'm thinking, okay, so, you know, she, she's an author, she is a communications expert. She is a, she, you run your own business called Live Inc. Tell us about that. I mean, you do so many things. So Live Inc. has been very interesting <laughs> to say the least. It's mainly been me and I've outsourced people over the years to do work. So it's mainly started in 2012, 2013, and um, I was doing video production. I did it in Brooklyn, New York with some charter schools. I did like their training videos. And even though I was doing the video, I was doing the work, I was behind the camera. At some point I realized that I wanted to be more in front of the camera or just more talking with the business owners about what they're doing. And so it kind of evolved into business consulting because I was more with I was more effective with the one-on-one -on -one sit down with the business owner or entrepreneur and I realized that so I shifted into business consulting and services still providing video production and website services and marketing strategies and so forth but honestly right now I haven't done business with Live Inc and maybe about six months because I focused on the book. Okay. And that is the beauty of being an entre uh, entrepreneur and having your own business is you can kind of shut down your business for a while, depending on how large it is and say, okay, I'm going to go and accomplish this project. And so um, 
yeah, it's it's been inactive for about six months, but I'm ready to get back into business consulting. Gotcha. Okay. But, you know, you've got your hands in so many things. You're absolutely right. Being an entrepreneur, you can definitely kind of swing which way you want to go in relation to, okay, I want to focus on my book. I want to focus on living. I want to focus on writing right now. I want to focus on video production. I want to focus on being, you know, communicating and and doing some professional writing or professional speaking. So you've got a lot of very valuable and amazing skills. So this is fantastic. So as, as this conversation evolves, you know, my one question is, of all the amazing things that you have created for yourself, what is the one thing that you do that you value most? What I value most is the one-on-one sit-down conversations with a stranger, entrepreneur, a business owner, um, or even a, a small or large group of people and having real-life conversations, opening up, um, allowing them to feel vulnerable, allowing me to feel vulnerable, us having that connection of we're both human beings, but let's figure out what we have in common or not have in common and grow to the next level. How, what words, wisdom, or experience do I have that can help uh, you along your journey and vice versa? But that that one-on-one, that intimate conversation is what I enjoy. And I, I'm able to get that during teaching um, as well as being a business consultant or coach. I'm, I'm not sure how to label myself sometimes in that arena. That's what I find extremely valuable. Well, that is so important. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, you're, that, that is an important aspect of what you like to do. Because again, just like when you went into mass communications and broadcast journalism, you figured out like, this isn't necessarily for me. Why? Because of your own personal beliefs and your values. And that leads me to, let's talk about love yourself value everything. And I know a conversation we've had, there's a component about your personal beliefs and values in that book. So why don't we get to talking about this new book, which is so exciting. Yes, it is my baby baby. I've had some other babies, aka my other books, which have been poetry books and an autobiographical novel that I did for someone as well. But um, this is like my big baby because I've been working on it for about six years and um, well, dil- more so diligently over the last year. But um, I don't know, where, where should we begin with it? Love yourself, value everything. I feel like that is in itself a mouthful and it, I hope, resonates even when like a person says it, there's a feeling that comes from even saying those words. So I'm very grateful that that term came to me. And it has shaped my life thus far since 2012. It has definitely shaped my life. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how this book and this concept and your values have shaped into love yourself, value everything. Okay. All right. So um, where to begin with this? Well, what's how deep do I go down the (laughs) (laughs) how deep do I go down the rabbit hole? So Chapter one, um, which coincides with uh, probably exactly where I started, and I talk about life, 
life and society and you just find yourself, you kind of wake up sometimes and you find yourself in this place of, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of people. There's, you got jobs, you got money, you got education, you got these systems, you have life, you have to eat, you have to wake up, you have to do something with yourself, you have to communicate. It's just life, what that looks like for a human being on, and not just in America, but just all over the world. Right. So I talk about just the structures and the constructs that exist and what we all have in common and that we all wake up, we all go to the bathroom, we all eat, we all get dressed of some sort. We, you know, like we have all these things in common, but we look different and what we wear looks different and all these other things, but we do the same activities every single day. And so that, that chapter um, talks about that. It kind of brings us together, right? but then exposes the systems that exist um, as we are going through life. Interesting. I really like that concept because it really, like you said, it really shows the commonalities, what we do, yes. what's the same. We put on our pants one leg at a time. Some of us, you know, probably may, I've never seen it done, but jump into their, their, the leg of their pants. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. would fall, but, <laughs> you know, but for the most part, we do similar things. And yet there are constructs in place in the world, in different professions, where we're driven by those constructs sometimes. Absolutely. I wonder, do you address anything? And I have to say, I haven't read the book yet, but I'm excited to read the book. Do you address how we are motivated or prompted by different constructs? I do talk about that. Um, There's different examples that I give and which kind of goes into chapter two, which talks about your, um, what I like to call external mirrors, but they are, um, and I believe there's seven of them or six of them. I talk about parents, your original caretakers or how you were birthed and that sort of thing. Then I talk about family, talk about schooling, um, your first jobs, your first love type relationships. And the reason I mention those is because those specific experiences or external mirrors shape they give you information about the world up until you can discover it on your own you are essentially you only know what they know like if your parents live in a certain area then that means that you that's all you know up until a certain age and you can explore so your world is always limited up to a certain point and so your beliefs and what you believe exist and what you see, the type of people you see, the type of environment and so forth, it um, shapes how you relate to these constructs of money, education, um, let's see, uh, money, education, can't even think of the other ones right now, but it, it shapes how you internalize them and what value you place on them and how much influence they have over you right. as an individual. So. Super interesting. Wow. I am really intrigued by this. So I think even when I think about it from a clinical aspect, we look at multiple factors and I call it usually when I used to work in the clinical field, I would call it a full range assessment. And there are a, quite a few factors that you look at when you're looking at you know, how a human being functions. And then there are different theories about how we function from the different 
theorists, right? We have Freud, we have yeah. Claren, we have, you know. So when you look at these mirrors or constructs, you know, it becomes really interesting. And this is a very interesting and different take on that. So people, check out this book. Again, the book has so much value, so much to offer. So check it out. And it's called Love Yourself, Value Everything. Now, yeah. as we've developed in this conversation, we've talked about your book. We've talked about your communication expertise. We've talked about your MBA. We haven't talked about your travels. And I know that you've traveled a lot. You've lived in different places. I have traveled a lot. So seven years in Puerto Rico, seven years in Sicily, and then we came to the U.S. in 2000. But even um, once I graduated in, what was it, 09 from uh, VCU, I then, maybe because of the military upbringing, is that I went ahead and started traveling again. And I went down to Atlanta after graduating. Then I went to well, I went back to Maryland or D.C. to stay with my mom for a little bit, kind of licking my wounds after Atlanta. Then I went to Brooklyn, New York, and then I came back to Richmond. Okay. Um, but outside of that, I've also, there was like a period of time for about 60 days, I was working on a documentary as, uh, called Zero Value at the time. And I, I, I took a, a train all the way to San Francisco, went down to Miami, went to Boston, wow. Chicago. Um, just to interview different people across the world. It was about money at the time. The documentary was about money. So I love traveling. I'll just end it with that. Is I absolutely love traveling. It expands your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. As a matter of fact, I'll be heading to England in December. I'm so excited. I, I love to travel. But I think, okay. too, um, I, I'm part of a military um marriage. And so my husband was in the military for 20 plus years. So we traveled all over and we lived in Japan and then I was able to travel around that area. Yeah. And then I traveled Europe. So I I just love to travel because you're absolutely right, Valerie. It does expand your mind and you get to see how other people live and you get to immerse yourself in different cultures. And I think it's so valuable and so important. So You've done so much, but it led you back. Your travel still led you back to Richmond. Now, why Richmond? So upon my traveling, um, I guess what you realize is that every, I mean, every city, every town, every state has, I don't want to say the same thing, but they do. There's, there's a grocery store, there's a mall, there's gas stations, there's a convenience store. I mean, some countries obviously don't have that, but essentially that there is, the same things, once again, um, that exist within these different realms, and they look different, they feel different. You have to kind of figure out what matches your energy and your spirit and what makes you feel comfortable and allows you to flow how you want to flow. And because Richmond was a chunk, it was five years. I mean, VCU was probably the best five years of my life, and um, I'd made some friends there as well. Because previous to that, from traveling a lot, I didn't keep a solid core of group of friends. But um, I was able to, I was able to develop some friendships there. So it kind of felt like home. And I like the flow and the pace of Richmond. It's big enough, but it's small enough at the same time. You can do anything that you want to do here. I mean, you know, yeah. asterisk next to that. But <laughs> but yes, you can. So I, I found it comforting in that way. And I still feel that way. It's just a, a good energy. And it's not too far 
uh, from D.C. It's not too far from the beach. It's not too far from the mountains. It's like two hours that way, two hours that way, two hours that way, and you are pretty much in different atmospheres or environments. So. Well, that's fantastic. That's kind of how I feel about my hometown in California. So okay. it's in the Monterey Bay area. It's called Santa Cruz, California, and it's an hour and a half from San Francisco. It is right on the beach. We've got the redwoods right up the road, about 30 minutes. We've got, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's like you've got everything and that's same thing. Yep. Right. You're totally right. You just got to feel your vibe, right. And where you, yep. you want to be and, and you've traveled. And so, you know, what the draw was. And it's interesting to say that some of the best of your years of your life were in Richmond and which could possibly be part of that draw as well somewhere you want to go back to and you call home and you feel comfortable like you said now you've also met the person the the woman of your dreams right and you got married yes i definitely did that <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah i when i came back to richmond um i got into a really really bad relationship and i it was it was an abusive relationship and it was with the woman which is uh, interesting in itself and, um, you know, totally more feminine than I am if I'm going to describe myself and people probably wouldn't imagine it was a very abusive relationship. And um, was, it was interesting because I mean, eventually, I mean, it took me about a year to really get out of it and escape it. And I did. And then I moved into a, um, uh, I moved into a house and I was just like, okay, whew, all right, have some peace. Let me get my life back on track because a lot of things fell during that time, um, which is why it took me so long to finish my MBA as well. But um, I kind of got situated. And then at some point, I just got back into the whole love yourself, value everything because I wasn't in that relationship. And I was like, how am I writing this book and getting this information out to these people? And I'm not even living it and breathing it. So it really took root in me at that time. Right. And so I guess about a, a year ago, it, it, I was in a really, really good place and I would go out by myself and enjoy myself and, and didn't mind interacting with people or being completely alone. And um, yeah, I met her at a club and she bought me a shot of tequila and <laughs> we've been together, we've been together there, ever since. We've been together ever since. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It all started so, with a shot of tequila. Tequila. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Absolutely. So that's my story that, yeah, I, I was in a really good place when uh, we ran into each other. I think we were in the same place of kind of like, okay, no more of that bad stuff. We worked on ourselves individually and we seemed to meet each other on the same frequency. Oh, that is fantastic. And congratulations. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, you've done so much and you should be just so proud of yourself because this is just, you've, you've accomplished so much. It's amazing. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. So my last question, what words of wisdom can you leave the listeners with today? Oh man. Um, (laughs) I would like to say that the universe is absolutely your best friend. The present moment is constantly a gift if you choose to exist and be in the present moment and love yourself and value everything 
in your life, in this universe, in existence, because it is everything, and you are also all of it as well. And I talk about that in the book, as you know, I, I really do. I go into that as well. Um, but yeah, just the universe is your best friend. Don't make it an enemy. It's exactly. here for you. Now, where can people find Love Yourself, Value Everything? You can find it on ValerieAshleyBell.com. You can also go on Facebook, which is Valerie Ashley Bell. You also can go on Instagram, is Valerie Ashley Bell, and YouTube, Valerie Ashley Bell. But okay. to buy the book, ValerieAshleyBell.com. Okay. So thank you, Valerie, for joining me on the Core Woman podcast today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I really appreciate you, Summer. I do. Thank you. This was if, awesome. Thanks so much. If you would like to know more about Valerie Ashley Bell, please follow her on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and at her website, ValerieAshleyBell.com. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together. 